Well, hi, good morning, ladies. Was that a fun worship time or what? We got our, we got some cardio on, right? We got our exercise in the Lord. Um, we got to be kids again, which is fun. You know, I feel like I have been born for this time. <laughs> um, I will tell you a little bit about myself. Well, first, I'm Jeanette Morgan, in case you forgot. In case I forgot. <laughs> Anything's possible. I'm almost 50 now. <laughs> um, but I started here at Genesis upwards around 15 to 18 years ago. And um, I came here uh, as an invite from a friend. And I have never been the same again. And I know some of you beautiful ladies. I've known you for years and years and years. And um, I would come every Monday and every Friday or every Monday and Wednesday for years on end and it didn't matter how much sleep you got you know you didn't care you just wanted to come and be here in the well of God and there's not another place like this but there needs to be and I believe God has called every single one of you to be that we come and we dip our buckets in this well and we go and we take it out everywhere we go and we share that. For those who can't come, we bring it to them, right? Jesus didn't just stay in the synagogues. He said, go out, go out into the world and bring it to them. You know, my favorite thing is joy. I've never, I've always felt like a misfit um, a lot of times uh, growing up with the Lord because I grew up in a church where it was like, everything was just so serious, you know? We were just so serious. And, and my mom used to send us to a, a Southern Baptist church and uh, because the bus would come around and pick us up on Sunday. So it gave her a few hours to herself. <laughs> the only reason why mom sent us to church, <laughs> to get rid of us. But you know, I learned so much in that. My favorite part though was Sunday school. Uh, I didn't care for heading into the big sanctuary because everything was preached hellfire and brimstone. And I thought, there's no fun in that, you know? Where's the fun in that? But I loved being in the preschool part and the Sunday school part. So um, I'm excited because this is a time where I believe God is getting us back to that childlike spirit again. Because somewhere along the way, we forgot it. Life got hard and life got really serious. So today, um, I'm going to, you know, make it a little less serious for you. <laughs> All right. So when I was in preschool, um, back in South San Francisco when I was younger, we had, do you guys ever mean the, the little song preschool song? We all live in a yellow submarine, yes. yellow sub, right? So our teacher had us learning that song. And then afterwards, she gave us all these old ditto. I call them ditto. They're called Xerox copies now, but I'm dating myself. They were ditto sheets. <laughs> and it was of a submarine. And she handed us all a yellow crayon. Well, you know, being the person that I am, I kind of started looking and I thought we were going to do these for open house so when our parents came they could see our beautiful um, colorings. But I thought to myself, well, but how are my parents going to know mine? And I was really concerned about my dad being able to see which one was mine. And I thought, my dad's not going to know mine. Everybody's is yellow. So I raised my hand and I said, um, can I have a different color crayon? And the teacher looked at me so puzzled, and she's like, what? And she goes, well, it's a yellow submarine. I go, I know, but I want to make mine red. <laughs> red was my favorite color as a kid. 
So she reluctantly handed me the crayon. She goes, well, I guess. And I was relentlessly teased through the whole rest of the class. We all live in a red submarine, a red submarine, you know. But I didn't care. I didn't care. I wanted my dad to know which one was mine. And so I wanted mine to be unique. I wanted it to stand out because I didn't want to just be like everybody else. And I know many of you can probably identify that because we all have this innate thing inside of us that says we want to be known. We want to be heard. We want to be seen, right? And that's the child inside of us. And um, being unique and Prophet Savon spoke on that in May. If you didn't catch that message, you need to. Uh, starts off this series beautiful. But I wanted my father to recognize my creation. And you know what was cool? My dad told me when he walked into preschool, right away he goes, I know which one's Jeanette, that one. <laughs> he knew me. He knew me. I was known. I was known. We want to be known by our Heavenly Father, right? Um, so be no longer conformed to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your minds. Okay, Romans 12, 2. So if you break that scripture apart, conform means to behave according to socially acceptable conventions or standards, to comply with rules or certain ideas. Yeah, that wasn't me. <laughs> Just going to tell you. Pattern, right? Be no longer conformed to the patterns. Pattern means a regular form and repeated design. Transform means a dramatic, sudden, striking, exciting, theatrical change in the form, appearance, or character. And it also means a change in the voltage of an electric current. How cool is that? What do you think happens when miracles come? You know, I am a strong believer that when Jesus blessed the loaves and the fishes, I'm taking to science class now, <laughs> he changed the molecular structure by his words, by his blessing. And it was able to multiply. He was able to work outside the pattern of the natural realm and bring in something exciting and dynamic and electrical. Um, renew. So renew your mind. Give fresh life or strength to replace something that is broken and worn out. How many things in our life are kind of like not working very well? They're broken, they're worn out. Um, you know that old saying, right? It says like, you know, when you keep doing the same thing over and over again, it's insanity, right? You know, you're expecting different results. Um, so what I did was I played in this scripture. And as I broke these words apart, I sat with Holy Spirit and I reassembled this scripture. Now, I'm not changing God's word. What I'm doing is I'm unpacking it and I am uh, doing it in a way that speaks to me, how God speaks to me in my unique um, relationship with him. So we have be no longer conformed by the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your minds. So if we unpacked conform, pattern, transform, and renew the way I, I spoke to you, um, this is how it would sound. 
no longer behave or act according to certain man-made ideas and tired, repeated design, but become striking, exciting, electrical givers of fresh life and strengthen to the broken and worn out. Does that sound like a mission statement to you? I mean, how cool is that? I'm going to read it one more time because it's just that good. No longer behave or act according to certain man-made ideas and tired, repeated design, but become striking, exciting, and electrical givers of fresh life and strength to the broken and worn out. That's a mandate, ladies and gentlemen who might be listening. Amen. You know, when your mind is transformed to kingdom truth and revelation, it lights up. Your brain is a very electrical organ. It was created to imagine for the purpose of creating. Greater work shall you do than I, says the Lord. As a man thinketh, thinketh meaning to direct one's mind toward someone or something actively to form connected ideas, to ponder, and to muse. Muse means to inspire, right? Mm. So he becomes. So as a man thinketh, he directs his mind towards someone or something, connects the ideas that inspire him, and then he becomes. Mm. So. What I just did here was I wasn't changing God's word. I wasn't changing it. But what I was doing is playing in the nature and character of God. And it sounds a lot like the Passion Translation, doesn't it? Right? It makes us a little more passionate when we're able to sit and have that time with the Lord and play in his word. Play with the Holy Spirit and listen to what he is revealing in his word to us. So... What does this all got to do with my message on play? Well, play begins with imagination. So I'm setting you up for the, <laughs> the good part. So um, I don't know if any of you watched Willy Wonka as a kid. Not the creepy one with Johnny Depp, but the original <laughs> one Amen. with Gene Wilder, yes. One of my favorite movies as a kid. And um, he had passed away. And I think it was like a couple years ago. Um, I had had a dream after he passed away. And I was in heaven. And he stood before me, all dressed up in his Willy Wonka suit, and his eyes were this beautiful crystal blue. They were so piercing, like, they were so bright blue, they were crystal, and it reminded me, like, the, it explains, like, the river of God, right? That it's so blue, but it's almost like crystal. And we connected eyes, and he just began flooding me with all of this love. And then he embraced me and hugged me. And let me tell you, I could have stayed there all day. I have never experienced love like I have experienced that. I could feel it radiating through my body. It was changing my electrical structure. Mm-hmm. My, my cells were vibrating. Yeah. I mean, that's what love does. And it, it was the most amazing experience. So I woke up from the dream And for the next several days, I started singing that song, Pure Imagination, from Willy Wonka. I'd just be going about my day, and next thing you know, it's going on in my mind. So I want to share these lyrics with you. Um, 
I'll try not to sing it, but it's kind of <laughs> hard. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, come with me and you'll be... See, I told you I couldn't do it. In a world of pure imagination, take a look and you'll see into your imagination. We'll begin with a spin, traveling in the world of my creation. And what we'll see will defy explanation. If you want to view paradise, simply look around and view it. Anything you want, do it. Want to change the world? There is nothing to it. There is no life I know to compare with pure imagination. Living there, you'll be free if you truly wish to be. I was not going to sing that whole thing. That was the anointing of the Lord, I'm yeah. just saying. <laughs> not saying it's great, but... But how cool are those words when you listen to those lyrics? Doesn't that sound like heaven? There was no doubt in my mind when I woke up. My dream was not about Gene Wilder. It was God. <laughs> it was God. I don't have that kind of relationship with Gene, you know? I'm sure he's a great guy. But that was my heavenly father. And what was he doing? He was playing with me. He was revealing himself to me in a way that I understood. As a feeler, as a seer, as a sensor. That's how he was playing with me. And Alexis spoke on that last month. Which one are you? I know I'm a feeler and a seer. And God was playing with me, and he was speaking to me in a way that I can understand. You have to have a wonderful imagination to create all that he has created. Look around at all of yes. us. We are all so dynamically different and beautiful all at the same time, right? And he gave us that ability to imagine and to create through the gifts he has placed in us. Amen. Genesis 1.27 says, So God created man in his own image. Imagination. Yes. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. So God created man in his own imagination. In the imagination of God, he created them. Male and female, he imagined them. He imagined every single one of us. Imagination in the Hebrew is yetzer. And it means the ability to share in divine creative power. Ooh. How cool is that? Wow. So when we tap into our imagination, we are tapping into our ability to share in God's divine creative power. Wow. Again, sounds a bit like the Passion Translation to me. <laughs> How about you? You know, um, I don't know if you remember, we all played, right, as little girls and things like that. And, um, you know, we wanted to dress up as, like, princesses and, you know, queens and librarians and teachers. And, and uh, little boys wanted to dress up like astronauts and firemen and policemen or cowboys, right? Um, how many of us dressed up as poor, as orphans, no. as victims, no. as slaves? No. We didn't. No. You want to know why? Because God didn't put that in our DNA. No, he, didn't. he did not design us to think like that. He did not design us to see ourselves like that. 
When we prophesy to others through our gifts, we're prophesying to people out of a royal position, reminding them who they are and how they will become. Not a position of poverty or an orphan spirit. When we receive our prophetic words, we take the word, we imagine outside of our current mode, right? It's kind of like Kim Clement, I'm somewhere in the future, and I look much better than I look right now, right? Anybody else remember him, right? But we do, we, we, we picture what God is saying to us, those prophecies, and we're wondering, how is that going to look like, right? And we do, we try to figure it all out, and it never looks the way we think it's going to, but we're playing, we're imagining what our Father just spoke of us. So we imagine outside of our current mode, we create the vision, right, of what we think is good. We're envisioning what God spoke to us. We step into that role, right? So he says, you're going to go minister. So what do you do? Next thing you know, you're talking to your dogs and your cats. (laughs) You're ministering to your dogs and cats, right? And then your kids, you know, if they want to listen to you. (laughs) But you step into it. So you're playing in it now. You're playing in it so you can become it. Yes. So simple, right? Yes. So simple. Um, Bob Johnson, he is the brother of Bill Johnson, and I will never forget this. I popped into Bethel one time, and I was just up there visiting my cousin, and I'm like, I'm just going to go to Bethel. I just want to see what this is all about. And it turns out Bill Johnson wasn't speaking. It was Bob Johnson, his brother. And I thought, oh, my gosh, Lord, you have the best in the This is awesome. Well, he happens to go into all the Burning Man events, and he brings Jesus with him. Talk about coloring outside the lines, right? Okay. He said a couple of things, but this thing stuck with me. He said, the road is narrow and few find it, and the path to destruction is wide. He says, but that narrow road is Jesus himself. He said, if you have Jesus, he's all then heaven is wide open for you. He says, we get so used to just standing like we're trying to toe the line, like, oh, if I go a little to the right, I'm going to fall off. If I go a little to the left, I'm going to fall away from the Lord. I mean, is the Lord not mightier than that? Yes. I mean, he's saying, you have the narrow road. When you have Jesus, you have everything. You have an inheritance. It's time to play in that. Amen. But we have an enemy. Unfortunately, there always has to be a villain in the story, right? You know? And he likes to bring this perversion called a vain imagination. So 2 Corinthians 10.4, For weapons of warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God, through pulling down the strongholds, casting down vain imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the Lord and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. So when I started thinking about vain imaginations, um, just recently I was in Vegas. Um, We took like just a little mini vacation before my daughter went to um, basic military training for the Air Force. Um, Go Lily. (laughs) Go Air Force, go Marines, go Army, Navy, all of you, you know. (laughs) I'm telling you. Thank you, Jesus, you know, uh, for all that they're doing, all the service people and our Coast Guardsmen, too. You can't forget them, right? Um, But 
we went to Vegas to enjoy this time. Now, I had been there 22 years ago. My husband and I went there for a honeymoon for a few days, and it was flashy lights, and the Bellagio had the really cool fountain going and everything, and um, it was so neat. And this time I went back, but I had a new set of eyes. You see, nothing had actually changed. Nothing had developed. It all looked the same, but it looked like they were trying to mask it with all these little flashy lights. And to me, it looked old, tired, and worn out, and it was pretending to be something it wasn't. It was a different way to see it, right? How many can say that there's been some churches like that? We're doing the old, tired, worn out stuff, but let's bring in the coffee makers. Let's bring in the thing. And I'm not bagging on that. Like, hear what I'm saying. You know, you have to go as led by the Spirit. But we make it all this flashy thing when really we just need to make it simple. If people had a place that they could come play yes. in the Lord, yes. how many more souls would we attract, right? Yes. You know, the enemy wants to give us these vain imaginations because a vain imagination distorts our vision through negative experience and trauma. Yes. Vain imaginations are what exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Fantasies that produce no result have no meaning or likelihood of fulfillment. Yes. So we're gonna go a little dark here for a moment. Why do you think there's serial killers, mm. drug addicts? They keep doing the same thing over and over and over because there's this vain imagination, this yes. false hunger that they're trying to satisfy. Yes. And, and they just keep doing the same thing over and over and over again, right? Predators use the power of play, mm. when you think about it, to manipulate children to come into their vain imaginations. Yeah. Right? This is how the enemy used this. You want to know why? Because play is that powerful. Mm. The enemy wants to murder your joy. Yes. He does. Yes. And, you know, he's an honor little booger, to be honest. <laughs> he knows, though, that as the church, if we go around looking like we're constantly sucking on lemons, you know, who's going to want that? Is that an inheritance you're going, sign me up for? I'll take that. No, thanks. You know. I would rather have my wrinkles yeah. from laughter and smile lines yeah. than from being sourpussed, right? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, you know, God calls us to be childlike and full of wonder, full of awe, expectation, trust, curiosity. Amen. When we approach him like that, he delights in that. Mm. But the enemy beckons us to be childish. He beckons us to be gossipy backbiting, slanderous, jealous, envious, bringing strife to one another, right? Chasing our tails in vain <laughs> imaginations, right? So what makes play so powerful? We give and receive joy from it. Yes. And joy is a portal for love. It brings love. The joy of the Lord is our strength. Yes. Play connects us to one another. It deepens relationship with God and with creation. I saw a really cool little video on Facebook where this man 
stood in front of a dolphin tank and he started doing cartwheels in front of it and they videoed it. And pretty soon, here comes this dolphin and he's looking at him like, what's that guy doing? But he was curious. He was like, what is he doing? Before he knew it, the dolphins started doing somersaults <laughs> underwater, right? They were deepening a connection through play. How cool is that? Animals know how to do it. Yeah. We need to relearn how to do it. Yes. Amen. Imagine if we learned to play again as God's children. Oh, the strength, the joy mm -hmm. we would walk in. In Hebrew, I think it's, let me see, hold on. I gotta wet my whistle here. <laughs> so I can get the, in Hebrew, simcha, I think is how you pronounce it, for joy. See, I need the in there. <laughs> Can't do that with a dry throat. <laughs> simcha for joy means expressing God's goodness in a deep rooted, inspired happiness and is considered a gift to mankind. God gave us a gift of joy. We need to unwrap it. We need to open it. We need to pull it out and we need to play with it. Yes. Amen. How cool is that, right? The Greek word for joy is chara. And that's probably not how you pronounce it, but I am not Greek. I have about seven different nationalities. Greek is not one of them, so I'm not even going to try. Uh, but it means a grace recognized, delight, extend favor, and to lean towards. When the joy of the Lord is our strength, he's leaning towards us with grace and favor. Amen. When we begin to lose our joy, that's when we need to lean into Him. Yes. Right? Yes. So let me share with you a few examples of play. As I was putting this message together, I was like, okay, Lord, there's no real word that says play in the Bible, right? <laughs> so you're going to have to unveil this for me. And He said, my feasts. Yes. Wow. Yes. I mean, God's so smart, isn't He? <laughs> <laughs> we should ask him more often. <laughs> but he reminded me of the feasts and why they were to celebrate them every single year. The feasts were to be celebrated to remember, to remember, to reconnect, right? With joy and gladness for the miracles and trials that he had brought them through, mm -hmm. right? Yes. And it was a form of play. They danced. They sang, yes. they worshiped, yes. they ate. I'm really happy about that one. I'm just going to say. <laughs> I'm playing with my food, <laughs> right? They were remembering who their daddy was. And they were remembering what he had done for them. And they were remembering that they were a sovereign nation. We are a sovereign nation nation. Yes. For there's no longer Jew or Gentile. Yes. We are one. Yes. We are a sovereign nation. Yes. When you create, when you're painting, sculpting, um, writing songs, um, putting together uh, musical chords, right? All of these things are forms of play. You're playing in the gifts that God has given you. Yes. Look at it this way. God played for six days, and on the seventh, he basked in his, the joy of his creation. God played. He played for six days. He's like, you know what? 
I'm gonna make this thing and I'm gonna put a wing on it and I'm gonna call it a bird, <laughs> you know? And I think we need some, you know, funky looking creatures there in the ocean in the deep, deep. <laughs> but then we'll make some pretty ones because, you know, we don't want to scare everybody. <laughs> but I mean, can you just imagine if you just sat for a moment, you know? And I know some people will say, well, you can't make God human. God came down as a human. What do you mean? You know, he came down in his humanity. Have a humanity conversation with God. God, what were you thinking when you created the platypus? (laughs) Curious. I'll put a little this, a little dash of that. It's kind of like when I cook. (laughs) You know? Um, Play is active. Play is, like work can be a form of play. If you're an architect, you know, you're, you're making all the schematics, you're doing the blueprints, you're creating, you're designing, you're an interior designer. Uh, you, you make book covers, you know, um, you make t-shirts, whatever, your work, your job, whatever it is you do, it can be a form of play. I learned something really valuable one time. Someone said, you need to stop saying, oh, I have to go do this. I have to go do that. Start saying, I get to do. Amen. I get to go to work. Yes. Get to make a difference. Yes. I get to make some money. Yes. And I get to use it for vacation. <laughs> right? I get to go get my hair done. Or, you know what? I get to go to my child's play. Yeah. You know? Um, in stressful times, take a step back for just a moment. And instead it's going, oh, I have to. Because it makes us feel tired and worn out. Right? Yeah. So it's a new day. So we'll say, you know what? I get to do. <laughs> Even if it hurts a little at first, it's okay. But you just step into it and you play with it, right? Mm-hmm. And it just changes and it shifts everything. Mm-hmm. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your mind, all your souls, and all your strength. Try replacing the word strength for joy, right? Because the joy of the Lord is our strength. Yes. So love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your mind, all your souls, and all your joy. joy. How cool is that? Um, a friend of mine says when she goes to the park, um, or when she goes and she wants to get recharged for energy, she actually goes to the sports parks and the playgrounds, and she walks around there because the um, what's released in the atmosphere, the squeals and delight and the cheers and all of those things, it releases joy into the atmosphere, and her body absorbs it. Wow. Especially high feelers paying attention because yes. sometimes we absorb some things we don't want to absorb, right? But let's get into some other things so we can push that out and start absorbing the goodness of the Lord, right? Atmospheres change. Play ripens the atmosphere for creative miracles. When we're playing, the angels are like, what are they doing? You know, (laughs) let's open up a portal and hang out, okay? You know, let's invite heaven to come down. Let's create with them. Let's create with them. We all should be Jacob's ladders, which angels ascend and descend. I think that is so cool in scripture. Why didn't he say descend? I would think they were coming from here. Oh, no, no. They're already here. They're looking for us to tell them what to do. And we're like, I need an arm. The angel's all coming up. And he shoots up there and he ascends and he's like, I need an arm. Comes back down. Here's your arm. You know, here's your creative miracle, right? How cool is that? How cool is that? It makes me think of this uh, little Disney thing. It was called Monsters, Inc. And they were scaring children because 
It brought power, it brought energy, right? Well, the enemy loves to do that because it brings him power, right? But through it, they discovered that the laughter of a child brings so much power, it literally blew the place up. Like, it was so much more powerful than fear. Joy is so much more powerful than fear. Laughter. God laughs at his enemies, right? Play is also warfare. Did you know that? Play is a form of warfare. Through the lips of children and infants, you have established a stronghold against your enemies to silence the foe and the avenger. Psalm 8, 2. How cool is that? What do do babies and children do? They coo. They giggle. They laugh. They squeal. I mean, to think that that is warfare against the enemy. Maybe we need to start doing more of that, right? Stepping into that. Yes. Matthew 18, 3. Unless you change and become like little children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Jesus was rebuking a religious spirit in that. That spirit that lies to you and say you will never be. Yes. To play in our giftings is to experience our uniqueness, our individual and dynamic relationship with our Heavenly Father using all of our senses yes. to learn about Him, to experience Him, and to understand how the kingdom of heaven operates. Amen. Church, it's time we start learning how to play again. Amen. One of my favorite definitions of play, and this is the coolest. I couldn't have made this up if I tried. <laughs> it's how cool it is. Yes. To behave as though one were. Think about that for a moment. To play. To behave as one were. When you play, you are basking in his finished work in you. And his finished work is love. Yes. And his love conquered all. So, right now, I'm just, I'm going to ask God. I just want to pray over you um, as I wrap this up. Father God, I just ask that you would bring your breaker anointing to my sisters in this room, to my brothers and sisters who are uh, listening to this video later. Father God, whatever it was that came in to steal their joy as a child, whatever came in to say, stop playing, you know, whatever said, you know, someone came in and said to them, you know, um, you need to be serious. You need to straighten up and fly right. You need to, you need to, you need to. Lord, we just, I just ask you to break that off right now in Jesus' name. I ask that you break off those chains holding them back from their creations. I ask that you just break off those crowns of thorns, Father God, upon their minds. With the thoughts that say, I'm not good enough. I'm not strong enough. No, Lord, you say, I am. You say, I am, Father God. And so, Lord, I also pray that their joy, that your joy may be in them and that their joy may be full. For his command is that we love one another as he has loved us. So go play.